guys. Welcome to the Body Benefits Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Katie. And this is our very first podcast. Yay! We're here. Yay! Thanks for listening. We're super excited you're here. Um, Katie, can you tell us about our focus? I would love to tell you about our focus. (laughs) (laughs) Here at the Body Benefits, we really am driven towards a deeper education in all things mind and body. Like the things that you don't get at the gym, the things that you don't get in a regular class at the gym or when you're working out on your own. We want to provide that deeper level of information and connection to you so that you maximize your your performance, so that you um, take full advantage of all the benefits of movement and mind and body connection. And a lot of times we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We're here to explain that, to teach you. And hopefully that makes a difference in not only your workouts, but your life. Yeah. Um, Because I know for myself, I have gone into fitness classes where I was unsure of what a modification could be or would be good for my personal situation at that time in my life. And hopefully we're able to um, make you more confident in choosing a good either modification or alternative or how to do the whole exercise full out. Yeah. And I think as well, I love to know the whys. Mm-hmm. I am such a geek. Yes. I am oh, yes. the kind of person that reads the flippin' instruction manual <laughs> <laughs> because I want to know everything and I want to know why. I want to know the reasons I'm moving in a certain direction or what button does this. Yes. And, you know, I'm just kind of a geek like that. So when it comes to mind and body, especially um, when I'm moving, I want to know why so that one, I don't injure myself, two, that I exercise appropriately and three i know my limits i know what level i am in that moment and it's easier for me to know and make that connection of whether i need to scale back stay where i am at or push forward mm-hmm. yeah i so both katie and i do that the same um before we actually t- press record i was asking katie questions that she did not know the answer to i'm like but why but why um, so as soon as we're done, we're actually going to go, you know, we're, we're going to go Google. investigate. Yes, we're going to Google a few things. Um, but I also think that what we're doing is bringing not only that information to the clients, but to the instructors as well. Yes. So if you are a fitness instructor and you're wondering, hey, how could I teach this better to my clients? We are hopefully here to help you because I know that as a fitness instructor, I have those questions and not that there isn't anybody to talk to. There clearly is. I talked to Katie about it, but because we teach literally at the same time on almost all days, it's hard to sit down and have those conversations um, even though we we want to. So that's why we're also doing yep. this. And I'll, I just, I've, I look back at my fin- fitness journey when I first started And the things that I knew at the time versus what I know now. Mm -hmm. And I wish wholeheartedly, 100%, that somebody would have sat me down and told me these things before I started really, really getting into my fitness instruction journey. Well, not only that. It would have prevented a whole lot of injuries on my part. It would have prevented a whole lot of steering other people in not necessarily a wrong direction, but not in the right direction. Yeah. Well, and think about how much science has changed. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's always, we're learning more about the human body and we're learning more about how just everything in biology. Yeah. And so the more we're able to gain that knowledge um, as instructors and as personal trainers, uh, the better. And so. hundred percent. I mean, people, people used to think that, you know, you exercise and no pain, no gain. Yeah. Like in the nineties when it was like, I was going like sweating and you're not like, if you're not physically draining yourself, then you're not progressing. Yes. Like that's bull crap. Yeah. I was going way far back. I was going back to like the revolutionary war. (laughs) 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 But yes, I agree. Well, I'm thinking we, we ride a little bit more than horses now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, I mean, science in general, I'm like, they used to inoculate by like putting people's scams in each other. Blah. Well, if you think about it, that's true because a lot of times and people that thought that to solve something, you would either have to bleed them yep. or chop something off yeah. or, you know, like burn witches. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so and think of how we've evolved, evolved since then. then. And yeah. even in the past 20 years in the fitness level, like in the fitness world, yeah. things have changed so a much. whole lot. And we've learned a lot of more things. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, there's been a lot of new research with fascia mm-hmm. and Lauren and I just did a myofascial release workshop and it's been really awesome to see this research come to light and yeah. the whole function of the fascia is, is incredible. Well, I did my teacher, my first yoga teacher training, I did it in January of 2009. So a very long time ago. Um, and I remember in that training, our teacher, Monica, she was talking about fascia and she was very much ahead of the game. Um, she is a massage therapist as well as a yoga instructor. And she told us all about it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then I, I mean, I paid attention to it, but I never paid attention to it as much as I did post, uh, like 2011. That's like a big landmark in my mind because that's when I had my son. Um, and so I'm like, oh yeah, that's like real. And all of this Mm -hmm. new information is starting to come out and it's become much more mainstream Mm -hmm. than it was just back in 2009. And that brings us to a really good point as far as the focus of body benefits Mm -hmm. and the whole reason we've started this, um, this company, we would love to tell all the 30-year-olds, all the 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. all the 40-year-olds, the things that we would have wanted to, to know. know back then. Yeah. Now, whether you listen and apply it, it really is up to you. But because we come from a place of experience and retrospection mm-hmm. and how our lives would have differed significantly had we understood all these things, we really want to help all of you, our listeners, understand and apply these things so that hopefully we help you prevent the same a journey that Lauren and I have experienced as far as like recovery from injuries and stuff. But then also just to like become aware. It's mm-hmm. always the first step if yeah. it is awareness. And that awareness can lead to so many more progressions in your fitness journey, in your mind and body journey, like meditation, and then out throughout your entire life, helping you understand you know, to how to be more active than reactive. Yeah. And not only that, but not how, not only just being more active than reactive, but, um, like when you're 80, you want to yeah. be able to be mobile, like, because yeah. everybody sees 
that really mobile, um, move-in, 80-year-old person. And yes, there are circumstances in life that make that not available. Like mm-hmm. there's disease. We totally understand that. However, um, you can control certain things and why not try to take the best care of yourself and stay active? Right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying anybody needs to go run a triathlon. I don't want to do that in my life. That sounds like hell, but you know. Actually, I actually learned something and it's super true. I have a friend who's a diehard marathoner and I told her I wanted to do a, a 5k. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's yeah, pretty that's, baseline, you know, like normal. start out there. And she said, Katie, you'll either love it or mm-hmm. you'll hate it. Yeah. And guess what guys? I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I've done two 5k's in my whole life and each one of them, I thought about quitting from the very first step. Like, See, isn't I just, that crazy? Like if somebody's like, Hey, do you want to go run 3.5 miles? I'm like, no. And then if somebody asks me, do you want to go walk uphill 3.5? Sure. Yeah. Let's go for a hike. Yeah. Why is it isn't, different? I don't, I don't know. It really, it, it is mind boggling. Maybe you guys can sh- share some light on, on this subject yeah. in the comments because you know, this is, I mean, however, if somebody were to ask me, do you want to go dancing for two hours? Right. Heck yeah. Yes. You know, yes. I think, I think that what it is, is like how much fun, because mm-hmm. we gauge our experiences based on different things. And for yeah. me, fun is a big element. I need yeah. to be enjoying myself, especially if I'm going to be exerting myself in a, you know, in a fitness or something like that. And so, yeah, fun is a big impact indicator and in, yeah. in whether I want to or not. And to me, Running is not fun. Right. Running is not fun. But I fun. just got back from a, a five mile bike ride and I was like, woohoo. Right. It's great. Like, my son recently quit cross country. And I will be honest, I was sad because I'm like, oh, it teaches you grit and blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, I couldn't blame him. I don't yeah. love to run. I would rather go lift weights. I would rather go do something else. Yeah. Not run. 100%. So like for all you runners out there, props kudos. to you. Kudos, kudos. We I love am you. I'm so happy that you found that cadence where you just, you know, zone yes. out and get into your mind and just stay there. And like, I've always wanted to find that euphoric yes. I'm, moment I'm, in right? running and it's never happened. And I try. In other ways, yes, but yeah, not in running. I ever. try all the time. I'm like, I'm going to go be one with nature. No, <laughs> it never <laughs> you works. You know what my problem is, is I get distracted so much. By in all fact, the other, yeah. Case in point, today in my bike ride, and I was out with my husband, we were on this trail and I saw this cactus that had fallen over and I was like, oh, it's a fallen cactus. Guess what? On our way back, did I did you made stop my husband, and do a yoga pose? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, uh, and it, the, the worst thing is, is it was in the middle of a climb. Oh. And so we stopped, we took the yoga picture, and, and then, then I you realized still had to get back on and climb up. We had to get oh, back on our gosh. bikes and climb up the hill. It was in the middle of a climb. So I was like, oh, that was rough. That was <laughs> a was rough decision. Rough. But it was a really good yoga pose because I did fall an angel to the fallen cactus. Oh, I so love it. I'll have to maybe post that in the comments as well. Yes. But yeah, so case in point, like I just, I, I think I get too distracted. Yeah, that's me too. Well, that's like when I try to work out at home, I get too distracted. <laughs> that's I, I've gotten better because COVID made people get better at working out at home. Yeah. But um, it's still real hard because I'll see things that I need to do. Like yep. I have to physically take myself somewhere yep. to, yeah. yeah. 
is, and you know, and that's another good point that a lot of times to be successful, you have to separate yourself from the distraction mm -hmm. and take yourself to a place where you can focus wholeheartedly on the task at hand, but at the same time, be able to have that release of stress, yeah. which is, yeah. I mean, it's great. So whether you have to separate yourself from your home or workplace or whatever, just to get that, I highly recommend it. Do yeah. It, do it, do it, do what you got to do. So and find fitness where you like it. Whatever Ooh, is fun for you. That's our slogan. Is that our slogan? Find, find fitness where you like it. Okay. Maybe you... that's a, that's a runner. I'm going to write that on our board, but, um, all right. So let's talk about this episode, Lauren. Okay. So this episode, we are going to focus on one, getting to know us. You've already gotten to know us a little bit. Um, two, the core connects that we've come up with, uh, why we started it. And then we're each going to tell our stories. So yeah, that's right. us. Um, to start getting to know us, I'm Lauren and I live here in Phoenix. I have uh, one son and uh, my husband and we have fun. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Fun is a good motivator. Fun is a good motivator. It is a good motivator. Um, yeah, that's us. It's nothing, nothing exciting. Well, yeah. it is exciting. I mean, it is exciting. It's life, but it's very busy. It's very yeah. full. And so, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I actually heard once, instead of saying, I'm too busy to do this, you should redirect your sentence and say, my life is full. Yes. Yes, that is really how my great, life is right now. Yeah. It's very full. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I told that to somebody last night. Yeah. We were at a school play. It was cute. <laughs> um, well, Lauren, tell me a little, let's tell our listeners a oh. little bit about your fitness journey and so, how that kind of, kind of got me here. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I am not. So if you were to look up athletic and read the definition that doesn't really apply to me like i'm not super coordinated and i always get well then how do you teach yoga i don't know i don't know i think it's one of those things where i found something that fit for me and i enjoyed it um because for years like in high school i didn't do sports they didn't really interest me like i like watching them but i don't want to play them um like even now, if somebody, I will play tennis. I did play tennis. Like that one I'll go do. But if someone's like, let's go play basketball. No, thanks. <laughs> but no. Um, and so then I, when I went to college, it was just looking for something that uh, was cheap, which was running. And so I ran a lot in college, even though I didn't love it because I was too poor to join the gym. Um, ran through the mountains. It was more fun running through the mountains, I will say. That was much more fun. Um, and I also, like, like I was diehard. I would get up at 5 in the morning and go wow. running in the winter. I lived in Utah, and so I would run in the snow. It was insane. Um, I had, like, all the special gear. and But I just, like, hated it <laughs> because I would come back, and I would be so cold. And my poor roommates, they would, like, be like, did you really leave? I was like, yes. I think they probably thought I was insane. But anyway. Um, and then after that, I finally had enough money that we could join a gym and I hired my first personal trainer and he really encouraged me to scale back on the cardio, lift more weights. And then I did, and I loved it. But then I found, um, this yoga studio that I had been going to on and off the whole time. 
and they were having their teacher training and I had just graduated with my bachelor's degree and I had always wanted to do it and I did and it was a really great decision. I did not think that I would use it in a professional way. I just did it so I could learn more. Um, and then after a couple of years went by, I was working and I was like, I don't love this job. And that same yoga studio was hiring um, a general manager. And so I applied and they hired me. And I start I, the whole time I was dabbling in other things like weightlifting and bar. And ironically enough, I hated bar the very first time <laughs> I took it. And I found out why. And this is why I say that people need to make fitness work for them is because they didn't teach it how I liked. And I'm like, this is boring. Like it's, it was too slow and it wasn't fun. Like you're in a ballet class, which is boring to me. I'm like, okay, I can only count to 15 so many times. <laughs> um, and then after I had my son, um, it was very much that whole pressure. I, I mean, pressure that I put on myself to like, oh, I've got to like look like I did before I had a kid, which is stupid and no one should do that because your body literally just grew a human. Let it change. Um, yeah. And so I tried and I loved Reformer Pilates. It was so much fun, but it was so expensive. Yeah. So expensive. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, incredibly expensive. Um, and, but I didn't like, I didn't feel like I could connect to my core as I did before. Um, I had my kid because what I did learn in my teacher training, it was all about the core or as in yoga, we call them the bandhas. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was a lot of core connection that had been there, but then finding it after I'd had my son was hard. Um, and it took time. And that's what people didn't tell me is that it took time. And that's where like fast forwarding 12 years, um, having learned everything that I've learned over the last 12 years, I'm like, well, why did no one tell me this after I had my kid? Like, why did no one tell me that this is how the core connects or these different things? Because I have dealt with back injuries that are so horrible. Like, I don't yeah. want to say so horrible as in like I was act, uh, injured in a horrible way. I mean, horrible in the mental sense. Like it, when your yes. job is so physical and you can't do your job, that part sucks. Well, and then you just aren't able to do the things that you mm -mm. enjoy. Well, and not it, even just enjoy, but like unloading the dishwasher. Yeah. Changing the laundry over from the washing machine to the dryer. And you're like, well, this is the worst. I am not even 40. And I am using one of those grabber thingies that like the old people have. Yeah. And I like to pull up the jeans to put them into the wash or into the dryer. Um, that's not cool. And so I did years of physical therapy and then Katie and I both did, um, a, uh, anatomy specific yoga training that really went in depth into just basically how to connect the, the anatomy and the core better. Yeah. And so we were able to learn a lot and then apply it in different ways in how I teach, like how I teach people how to weight lift, like heavy weights, and then how I teach people bar and how I teach people yoga. And so it's affected all those different things, hopefully helping them. Right. So, yeah, I love that. All right. What about you? How did you get here? Okay. Well, just because I love myself. your story. Yeah. Introduce <laughs> yourself. Sorry. Really, real quick introduction. My name's Katie. I also live in Phoenix. We've been in Phoenix for, I think, 
Well, it really depends on how you calculate it. 15 years minus two, two. little year stints. We moved to Miami for a year to do a, my husband did a fellowship in cardiac anesthesia. And then we came back here, stayed here for 10 years. And then um, we recently moved back from Rochester, Minnesota, a little year stint. So I'm very happy to be back in the Valley of the Sun <laughs> where I can finally like thaw out from a year in Minnesota. Guys, it's like 90 today and it's November. What day are we recording this? November 8th. I love yeah. that. I love, love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I love that you love it. I oh, miss the I need seasons. Sun. I need sun so bad. Anyways, so I have four kids. I started having kids at a very, very early, early age. Um, I was 21 when I had my first daughter, and I was 31 when I had my fourth child. So they're spread out pretty, pretty wide. But um, when I after I had my son, my third child. I won't, I don't want to say I was severely overweight, but I was definitely a lot more overweight than I wanted to be. And being really poor and not having any money to mm -hmm. afford a, a gym, I asked my husband, I was like, what is the easiest and quickest and cheapest way to lose weight? And he was like running. And I was like, what's the second <laughs> easiest way? <laughs> but much like Lauren, I got into running. I actually was able to maintain a six to seven mile pace. Oh my gosh. And ran good. very, very diligently every morning or every evening. So, okay, scratch that. Not every morning because I had kids, but every evening when my husband would come home from school, I would go run. Yeah. And it was all year long, I would run through the winter and did all that stuff. If my husband was on call, I got the jogger out with the stroller and I, I would run um, two miles. Would you push all three kids? No. Oh, I was like, man, I didn't. That is some muscle right there, there is, Katie. There is one time when I tried that, I put, I had this double stroller and I had my oldest daughter who was, oh, I think six, six or seven at she the on time. A bike. No, she was holding on to the bars oh, at the bottom. Near the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did not bode well because my trail was I would go over the overpass, mm -hmm. hit a left, and it was about a quarter mile and then or about half a mile, and then go over and over a pass again. And so and I would do that loop twice. So one loop was one mile and I would do it twice. Uh -huh. It was really cool because you had an incline which made you push harder but not necessarily with a stroller and three kids on yeah. top. Yeah, that's it, like, it was awful. If, <laughs> if like there is a person listening that has never pushed a running stroller with a child in it, oh. they don't know how heavy they can be. Oh, like they're and so it really, heavy. You have to have, you have to have like good an honest, good, honest to goodness jogging stroller. Oh yeah, you can't just do like a stroller stroller. I tried it and it's impossible. So no, anyway. you got to have the tread anyway. Sorry. <laughs> so needless to say, that whole running period of my life helped me lose upward of 50 pounds. Oh, wow. So I was able to come down not to my pre-pregnancy weight because like Lauren says, when your body changes, your body also demands different things. Yeah. And like you have to allow your body to adapt and change and evolve as you grow older because before babies, you didn't have any other person mm -mm. to take care of. Well, and also, so, you know what? Speaking of science, I read the other day and I legitimately read it. I didn't see it on TikTok. I legit read it. <laughs> um, 
that they are finding, they meaning scientists, doctors, that a woman's body doesn't really go back to pre-pregnancy until like three years after a baby. But then like most women oh, yeah. don't don't wait three years or they wait about right. three They're years like to have years their next or one. Or nine months in, nine months out. Like yeah. people really, yeah, yeah, they really, really try hard to push themselves. And some women are successful, some women are not. It really just depends on lifestyle and, well, and yeah, anatomy like, and genetics, mm-hmm. a lot of factors. And and like I know that you say lifestyle as in like your life situation because mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I look at my life situation now. Heck no. <laughs> right? Heck no. Which actually, okay, so leads me to another point in my life that the running was accessible at the time. Mm-hmm. And it is just not accessible to me right now, which is probably why I don't do it. But um, it was about right before we moved to Arizona that I found Zumba. And I have to laugh every time I say this, my first Zumba class, I fell flat on my bum in a room full of Cubans. I bet you did. And Colombians. And it's in their blood. I mean, it's just, it was so embarrassing. I don't get embarrassed (laughs) often, but this moment I actually got embarrassed because all of a sudden I look up and there's like- Everybody's just standing there. Staring over me like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You know, it was probably because we were doing like a two-step or like, yeah. like a hip swirl or something like that. Never say never, guys. A year later, I was teaching Zumba. See, like, that's it what just, I love. You, you really just, you have to be open-minded. And um, I took that Zumba career into, um, into the gym when I moved to Arizona, taught Zumba for a good seven years. And absolutely loved it. It was my therapy. I mm-hmm. was teaching upward to 12 classes a week. It was amazing. You taught so much then. So much. Um, the reason why I love body benefits is because throughout my fitness career, I was taking my first yoga teacher training and I discovered that I had a lot of fibroids in my uterus. Mm-hmm. And my periods were ridiculous ridiculous awful to the point where I would have to pull over on the side of the road to like double over I was in so much pain it was to the point where it was really debilitating in my life and then I would bleed so much that I had zero energy to do anything I would sleep all day I had a hard time eating I was definitely um iron deficient and I got to a point where I was bleeding for like two and a half weeks straight so Um, with that in mind, I, everybody else, you know, everybody is different, but my journey led me into a hysterectomy and my surgeon said, would you like me to sew your diastasis recti? And I was like, wait, explain what that is first. Okay. Let's. So when women are pregnant and their body expands, their belly expands, their rectus, (laughs) yep. Their transversus abdominals and their abdominal. Okay. Your abs, okay? Your abs separate. So the the six-pack part. The six-pack part separates. Mm -hmm. And it's good. It's supposed to do that Mm -hmm. to create space for your baby. Um, After you have your baby, there are times when the abs do not come back together again. And there's a big, giant space. And you can actually see it. Um, You can feel it. Some women can Mm -hmm. feel it. And you can put fingers in between. It, you know, it, it varies in degrees of intensity. However, um, in my case, my, my abs were about an inch separated all the way through because I'm very short waisted. So there was no way, nowhere for all four of my babies to go besides 
out, out. It yeah. went straight out. So my um, DR was about an inch apart in my in the center and up towards underneath my belly. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yes, please. Yeah. Please sew well, them back together. I mean, like I the idea yeah. of having that, you know, my, my muscles pulled back together was amazing. Um, post well, yeah, because you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to have that support again. Oh, no, I was thinking I'm going to have a six pack. Oh. <laughs> Remember, this is pre-body benefits. <laughs> That's true. I was all about aesthetics. I was thinking, heck yeah, I'm going to have this amazing six pack. And nobody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at that divot. So, <laughs> so lo and behold, post-hysterectomy. Post- no, do you know what she did first post-hysterectomy? I swear, I taught her teacher training. You were there. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. So Lauren was part of the teacher training and I I don't remember. The, you did. Did I do everything? You did not. Cambry was there with you. Oh, that's she right. She had to drive you because after yeah. the instructor, so you my can't daughter, drive. My daughter had to drive me to the YTT and thank goodness for um, Ashley who was directing the YTT. We were able to make it work out where I could come and listen to lectures and then observe yoga classes mm-hmm. Um, very unique situation. It is not going to be that way for everybody, just so you know. It is. Yeah. It had to be approved by the Yoga Alliance um, company. I, did. mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, because because I was yeah, not able to actually not able practice. to actually practice. I had to get special permission. But um, come to find out, I the biggest um, fibroid in my uterus was the size of a tennis ball. Oh my gosh! And I had over twenty in there in my uterus so this was a surgery that was very beneficial for me um but it wrecked my core Mm -hmm. absolutely destroyed my core um the (sighs) surgery that corrected my rectus uh, i can never say diastasis dr i'm just gonna say that i think i don't know it's it's something in my brain that just doesn't register those names fluidly but i got you post dr um, I was recommended to take eight weeks post surgery before I did anything. And I was very stalwart. I waited yeah. the whole eight weeks. And then as soon as that ninth week, ninth week came, I went in hard. You did. I went back to teaching and I went back to my yoga teacher training and I went back to moving. Did you try um, like an upward dog? What did that feel like? Okay. Did I that hurt so not bad? do any spinal extensions. Oh. Spinal extensions were the worst. So, okay, guys, spinal extension is like a back bend. A back bend, yes. So flexion is when you fold forward. Extension is when you go backwards, essentially bend backwards. Um, I couldn't even hold a plank. But I I forced myself to Mm -hmm. do these things because I thought, I have strong abs now. Mm -hmm. I need to, I should be able to. So even though the muscles, though, were sewn together. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they had probably atrophied. Oh, they some. were. They were not just atrophied, but they were. It's trauma. Yeah. They've been living apart yeah. for, you know, 18 years. Yeah. To bring them back together, to have sutures to pull them back together, and then also activity. Mm-hmm. They were angry. They were really, really angry. And because guys, you have to remember that there there was no physical therapy mm-hmm. prescribed like women don't get maybe maybe some um gynecological surgeons uh what's the word prescribe mm-hmm. yes thank you uh pelvic floor pt pelvic floor or pt any sort of or just PT. any kind of pt post hysterectomy 
post C-section, but I, I have surgery, anything. I have never never heard of that happening for any of my friends that have had the same surgery that Katie did or that have had a C-section, which thankfully things have been changing. Yes. And And we hope that I'm hearing more people at least have recommendations. I would love to have it be actually a prescription. Mm -hmm. I mean, not necessarily a prescription, but a requirement before you're cleared. Before you're cleared, you need to to do do more. Mm -hmm. Um, So back to my story, my core was shot. And in yoga, I ended up doing a movement, warrior three to a standing crane without activating my core, which led to the- Warrior three, standing up? Yeah, so warrior three, and then you stand up and you do that balancing leg um, you lift up to a crane, which is knee comes into the chest, basically. Um, the leg that was traveling slid on top of my mat and completely tore the tendon off of my foot. That's when you broke your toe. That's yeah. when I broke my toe. And at the time I didn't realize that I thought it was just because I was being lazy or, you know, like my yeah. mat was sticky or something like that. In retrospection, I realized it's because I did not have the core strength to Mm -hmm. lift my body up up enough, which resulted in injuries. Um, Because I went full hard, full throttle right after my ninth week of recovery, I ended up hyperextending both of my shoulders because in yoga, Mm -hmm. Katie's yoga is pretty Mm -hmm. extreme yoga. And I was just dying to get back to that no matter what it took. I thought that stretching was the key and I didn't realize I needed any sort of scapular stability or, or strength sho- there. Sh- shoulder strengthening. And so ended up hyperextending and um, messing up my whole shoulders. Yeah. And just a whole lot of other problems because of my hyperflexibility in my hip flexors. I never engaged my core like I yeah. thought I should. Yeah. The thing is, is in my mind, and granted, this is like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought I know everything there is to know about core because I know that the core is more than my six pack. My knowledge base was very limited. I had no idea how to engage the deep core abdominals. I knew that they existed. Mm -hmm. I thought that by engaging Engaging. abs, engaged everything. I had no idea that breath was involved, that pelvic floor was involved, that, you know, your glutes are involved, that your shoulders are involved, involved, everything. And, and so, having had injury over injury over injury and then now suffering from knee cat like my knees are bad i have zero cartilage underneath both of my knees that's why you can't go running (laughs) which is why i've stopped running it's a good thing yes um you know just really thinking what in the world has happened to me it all started with that surgery and then being unaware of the recovery stages Mm -hmm. and how core is such a vital part of recovery, um, not just post-surgery, but in movement in general. general. So that leads us to why Lauren and I created Body Benefits and the Core Connects program, Mm -hmm. because we want everybody to learn how to dive into their deep core muscles, the glutes, expanding all the way up to the shoulders, one, to prevent injury, two, to better perform, perform, Mm -hmm. and three, to really maximize your output. Yeah. But it's not flashy, guys. 
No. It is it's the basic slow, mm-hmm. it's controlled, and it takes time. Oh yeah. It takes a lot of time and to develop those muscles to strengthen and to really understand the inside because yeah. you can't see the inside muscles. You have to it's something you have to feel. And both mm-hmm. Katie and I have been teaching. We we definitely try at least to practice what we preach. Um we have been teaching this way and moving this way ourselves for what the last year ish? Uh, 18 months. 18 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can tell that because you do you have to slow it down. Yep. And you have to slow it down. It's not flashy. It's not, it's not something core connects is not something where you're like, Oh, I got my sweat on. I mean, it's hard, Yeah, but it's not, it's challenging Mm -hmm. in ways that you will, uh, you'll recognize the change. Yeah. And the very quickly. Yes. But it is not something that is like you're laying on your back Mm -hmm. in, in a very basic you know, very like streamlined, feet, like feet flat, knees pointed up on, yeah. the, on the mat. If you were to post a picture of you laying flat on your back like that on Instagram and saying like, I feel so connected to my core, people are going to be like, what? what? Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's exactly what it is. It, it, anything that is internal is not going to be flashy, Mm-mm. but it's so important. So, so incredibly important. important um, because having that stability, having that adaptability will help increase your performance. We've mentioned that like your strike time, like your ability to um, move in Mm -hmm. directions. So if you play sports, your ability to have that ground force reaction, that quick response really all comes down to the way that you activate your core. So badly, I wanted to tell the cross country coaches, I wanted to be like, can you please, like, I will not ask for money can you please let me come teach these children how to connect to their core so they can run better? Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, do I say anything? Do I not? I don't want to overstep. So I didn't. Well, actually I did strength training for a volleyball team. And ironically, they wanted all of, you know, the flashy stuff, Mm -hmm. like the box jumps, the, yeah, all the things. And I, which those are good and they have their place. Well, I took them through a six week course of core connects back then we didn't call it that because this is a new program for us but essentially it was the same and then we did box jumps and Mm -hmm. then we did you know joint stability and movement and it was interesting to see these girls the ones who took it seriously like they got it didn't have a single injury that year Mm -hmm. and had multiple prs in their performance we're able to jump higher we were able to travel quicker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were able to get the ball had more control over their strikes yeah. over their jumps and their serves and their bumps and their serve receives and like it was just you know it was so fun to see that and to say hey it's because of this the girls who did not take it seriously were always shanking they were always yeah. messing up their passes their serves were messy and you know it's just it's one of those things where you have to trust the system you have you to take you have to work for it too. Oh yeah. Like it, it's a process and you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. it I mean, m- my friend Jordan, it's a trainer. He always says, it's like, you have to choose your heart. Like yeah. not being in this instance, not being connected to your core. It's you can choose that hard yeah. or you can choose the, okay, I'm going to do this not flashy workout mm-hmm. and 
maybe it's working. I can't see it, but I can promise you, you will feel it. Yeah. Um, you will come to bar it. and you will feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they hated me on Monday when I impromptu subbed. They were like, what are you doing? Um, which comes so, yeah. to a valid point is I feel, and this might be a generalization and a, a huge assumption, but I really feel that the general public does not understand this concept, which mm -hmm. is another reason why Lauren and I are really pushing towards instructors taking our core connects workshops and mm -hmm. teaching them not only to do it for themselves, but to help teach it to their students, yeah. you know, to their clients, to their people that they're teaching and make it fun. It, oh, yeah. just because it's not flashy doesn't mean that it's not fun. Yeah. It doesn't so mean that it needs to be boring. if you take any of our core connects classes on our website, there, there's only three right now, but we're growing. Um, you'll see that it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like they're hard, but they're fun. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they're just not flashy. It's not mainstream social media no. flash news, but like it's not, it's not going to, I mean, nothing go worth viral. having is instant. No. So no. take your time, do it, you know, yeah, do it. Um, I think that wraps up our, the conclusion of episode one. Don't it you does. Think? Yeah. Yeah. So check out our website, Core Connects. If you're an instructor, we are doing a Core Connects workshop and we are working right now with um nasm afa nasm and afa to get some ce's so we will keep you guys posted it'll be january 20th mm -hmm. for instructors, instructors and then we're going to do a general public one in february what date was it i think it's the 10th we'll, we'll keep you guys posted mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah That's just fun. make sure you check out our website we are doing a planksgiving challenge we've yes. already gone into three days but we're not just planking every day no we are taking we're breaking down the plank mm -hmm. talking about shoulder stability Mm -hmm. shoulder joint mobility We're talking about glute stability glute strengthening we are um talking about core connects yep. a whole bunch of core connects and also um providing some classes within you know we break it down into weeks so i think week three we have classes yep. that we're doing and then week four we have plank variations. variations that we're doing yeah so it's it's a really fun challenge go ahead and check that out if you want to participate it is free we have um, little snippets on our Instagram page, but then also the full program on our website. Yeah. So definitely go check it out. I think we may just keep it up all the time so that- Yeah, so people can find all the different variations of plank mm -hmm. that they want. And then if you want to take the challenge and it's, you know, March. February or March, yeah, you, <laughs> you can, can do go it. ahead and do it, so. You don't have to do Planksgiving in November. It can be whenever you want. But we highly recommend you joining us this month, like right now. Yeah, you should join right now. Yep. You could do it twice a year. Uh-huh. So brings us to the conclusion. We have a challenge for you. All right. So we, let's all end episodes with a challenge. Yes. And this challenge is um, not a fitness one, but Lauren and I need a catchy slogan. We need. Yes. Help we us find our catchy <laughs> slogan to end with. We don't know. We looked we, up a bunch and they were w the worst. Some of them were like, that's lame. The other ones were like passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like, and... or the others were just straight up toxic. And you're like, no, I don't want that in my so, life. So no. So if you know of any catchy slogans that um, fit our focus and you are a wordsmith and things just come naturally like that for you, please, please, in the comments, leave them. Leave them. We would and, love it. You know, yeah. Maybe what we'll do is we'll send, um, Send out a prize or something. Ooh, maybe. To maybe somebody, a giveaway? You know, the, like a giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do a giveaway for the, the catchy slogan that wins. Yeah. We'll All see. Right. We'll if see. If anybody if it's good. comments. 
I would love for everybody to comment. If one person listens to this and one person comments, you have a hundred percent chance, chance of winning. Of, yeah, you do. Unless your unless your slogan sucks. <laughs> yes, unless it sucks. If we don't hey, like it, you know what? There is no wrong answer. We love all answers. Your answer does not suck. But if we don't choose it, just you can't just, get mad. Yeah. All right. And on that note, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Hope to see you again Bye. soon for episode two. Bye.